It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Total Education Show, the talk shop for teachers, parents, and administrators. Here's your host of the show, Neil Haley, the Total Tutor. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Uh, I'm so excited, uh, and it's going to be a really, really, really fun uh, show today. You can check me out on Twitter at Total Tutor, Neil S. Haley, Facebook, LinkedIn, Neil Haley, Instagram, Total Tutor, Pinterest, Neil Haley, Google Plus, and I'm excited. I think I do have Jesse on the line. Jesse, are you on the line? Yes, I am, Neil. I am so excited to welcome the program. New York Times bestselling author, former governor of the great state of Minnesota, Jesse Ventura, author of Shit Politicians Say, the Funniest, Dumbest, Most Outrageous Things Ever Uttered by Our Leaders. Jesse, thanks for calling, man, and how are you? I'm doing pretty good, having a good time doing the book tour. It was a fun book to do and research because it was pretty astounding, some of the things that have come out of the mouths of our leaders uh, down through the years. We even went back to the founding fathers and discovered they weren't sitting around the campfire singing Kumbaya, that they really was some hostility between them. But yet they were able to come together in the end, create the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the fabric of this country because they put the country before their own personal problems, which I think would be bode well today. Oh, uh, uh, Jesse, and I, don't, I hope you don't mind me calling you Jesse. I'd love to call you Governor Ventura, but however I want to address it, really the craziest stuff – we're hearing out of politicians' mouths today. You could probably write stuff in your book, add another chapter to your book from last night, you know? Well, you know, the big thing today is, too, though, I cover this in the book, is that it's, it's at its very worst today. One reason is because of social media and the technology we have. You know, yeah. elected, elected officials today, you would have to walk around 24-7 and realize anything any time, anywhere, anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of public opinion. Because Twitter can be today, dangerous. There's, not, there's nothing you can say in public today that will not be recorded in some manner. Exactly. And Twitter can be dangerous, can it? For the kind of thing All of you're it. just I mean, you could be out just You could be out just at a neighborhood block party meeting, and somebody there could turn something on and tape every word you'd say. And so, you Absolutely. know, there's, there's no escape today with the technology and the social media that exists in the world today. It isn't the world that I grew up in. You know, I'm 65 now, and uh, I'm adjusting right. to it also. Exactly. And you think about when we see what politicians say, a lot of times they're being performers, the newer times. They're trying to get the greatest buzz possible learning from your days in professional wrestling where, again, it was a, it was a work. I'm a, I'm a former pro wrestler, by the way, 
uh, Jesse. Just, but uh, it, and and it's just like it just seems so much so much scripted stuff and what some of these people say just for their party line. Well, it's even more scripted. Having been in pro wrestling, you know, pro wrestling, you have to be trained, and it's very much ad lib. You know, you have to be able to know wrestling in the ring and be able to ad lib your way. I always refer to wrestling as ballet with violence. In fact, it's in the book as one of my quotes that wrestling is ballet with violence. And uh, but uh, the thing is today, though, with the poli- on the political end, is that anything they say can be recorded at any time. And and like there are two conventions that are happening right now. These are the most choreographed, orchestrated bunch of garbage you're ever going to see. That's why I don't watch them. I mean, the people that are in there are handpicked. You can't just go in. Uh, uh, reporters from Minnesota, top political reporters on the local CBS station told me they're not going because they can't even get in the building. Really? It's got five oh. levels of security around it. And it's, so it's you're, what you're getting yeah. is a total, it's a joke, because it's all, it's all totally rehearsed. It's a Hollywood production done by the political parties to try to sway you to vote for them. It's that simple. And I don't. I know where I'm voting. I'm voting for Libertarian Gary Johnson. There's nothing they can do to change my vote. Uh, you have two candidates with the highest negatives in history. People dislike them both. Yeah. I say, why not let Gary Johnson into the debates and give people an alternative choice? Most definitely. Again, we need to have more of a choice, especially when how negative both candidates are. And it's just going to be a Hollywood script the rest of the way. The debates are going to be a complete joke and a farce, and basically yep. leading up to the election will be a farce because either of them are going to try to cause well, some sort of. Do you know of why terror. the debates? Do you know why the debates are, are the majority of the debates are a farce? Do you want to know why? I've been in it. Why? They get the questions ahead of time. Uh. So they have all their 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 spin doctors and their writers and that. It's just like remember when George Bush got caught using the earpiece. Yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're reminding him and refreshing his memory to the question so he can give the right answer when asked. See, that's what makes the debates phony, is that they, they each side gets the questions beforehand, and they can actually object to them and have them removed if they don't like oh. a particular question. And so it's all agreed upon ahead of time. It's the biggest scam going. It makes, put it this way. It makes wrestling look up and up. <laughs> so a lot of my uh, friends who are pro wrestling. Well, I remember, too, wrestling is because yeah. it's the only sport you can't bet on. You got it. You got it. And I think so, so wrestling's so, not controlled by gambling. Always remember that. It's the only sport not controlled by gambling. <laughs> great, great. Great point. Great point. Give us uh, one of the quotes you found from the book so for our listeners out there that want to definitely get this. I can't wait to check it out, like some of the things that you were discovered in, in your research. Well, one of the great quotes, it's on the back cover of the book, and unfortunately, my mother-in-law, I only had one copy. She was over the other night and like a dummy. I told her, here, take mine. So she's got my copy. I don't have one right now. But if you have it, on the back cover, the last quote by George W. Bush is the one that sends chills up my spine, where he says, someday someone smart's going to come in here and figure out what we did in this Oval Office, something to that effect. And it sounds like a confession. 
It does. Have you and got the, the book? Way you, yeah. Oh no, I did not receive the book. I I I, I think it's I okay. love that. Well, it's the it's the last quote on the back cover for those that when they get the book read it. It's just chilling to read that. It's almost like he's taunting us that boy did we pull the wool over your eyes and 25 years from now it'll all come to light. And you see it with uh, just the quotes that are coming out and even with the whole thing that you probably would have had in your book again the speech between uh the two the the four, the, four, the current first lady and and uh and uh and and, and Trump's wife and and even the tweet that Trump ha- did uh, uh President Obama did eight years ago. It's ridiculous how these things are stolen and taken and everything. Kind of like pro wrestling, right? <laughs> well, even worse. Even worse, yeah. because it's our country and all these mil- wrestling's entertainment. Politics yes. should not be. Politics should not be entertainment. And unfortunately, with the news media the way it is today, politics too is entertainment. They've turned it into entertainment. And it shouldn't be. You know, the days of Walter Cronkite are over. Now it's all about, you see, the downfall of the media was the show 60 Minutes, believe it or not. It's a great show, but 60 Minutes shot to number one, and with the bean counters saw that, they said, you mean we can make money with the news? And that's when the news became entertainment, because now it's all about making money and getting ratings rather than educating. In the old days, the news department took a loss, and they made it up, made up for it in the entertainment department division. The news was a negative. They made up for it in entertainment. Today, the news makes its own money now. And so because the news is controlled, they have to turn it into entertainment rather than educating us like they did in the days of Walter Cronkite. Well, fantastic. I'd love to chat with you another time for sure, uh, Jesse. Best place we can find information on you, purchase your book and learn more about you. Where can we go? Well, you know, you can get the book anywhere. I'm not in that uh, line of work. That's Skyhorse Publishing, and it's in all the bookstores. You can get it in all your Internet places that you get normal books. It's a fun read because uh, it's the type of book you don't have to start at page one necessarily and go through it. You can pick it up at any page and just read a couple quotes a day if you want. It's great for, as they call it, those coffee table books where yes. someone can pick it up and you can read one quote and, quote and everyone around the room can probably have a 10-minute discussion on the quote. <laughs> so and it was a fun book. It was a fun book to do and very knowledgeable because you can't believe some of the things that, quote, our leaders have said. Uh, One that comes to mind quickly is Al Gore when he tells you that a a zebra can't change its spots. (laughs) Uh, And I'm sure you have a couple. And he's being truthful. He's right. A zebra can't change its spots. And then also, you know, what about the one fifty-seven states that Obama said or something? Or I don't know if you put that in there or not, but whatever it, it is, could be. I can't even remember them all. But we gave <laughs> certain people, we gave their own chapters, like Sarah Palin and George W. Bush, because they had so many that you you had to give them their own chapter. All right, best place you can also follow you on social media and stuff. Your website, all that. Where can we go? Oh, yeah, it's out there. I don't know. The, the people, I just talk on it to the people. They run it. I don't. No, but, I've never oh, okay. owned a cell phone, man. Hey, you got to understand, I've never owned a cell phone, and nor will I ever. Wow. 
Well, I hope so. I, I want to be able to put on my grave. When I die, I'm 65 now. If I live another 20, if I'm fortunate, I want to put on my gravestone. He never owned a cell phone. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't live with it, uh, especially my social media expertise and stuff, uh, Jesse. But what's definitely, if you're ever in Pittsburgh, let's have coffee. Or Okay, sound good? Absolutely. Look forward to it. And hi to all my friends in Pittsburgh. And uh, all the, the only thing I got to tell the Pittsburgh people is, though, coal is not the answer. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling, man. Take care. All right. Appreciate it. Take care, man. We'll do it again. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. You're Bye-bye. listening to Total Celebrity Show, and we'll be back. And just Hi, Cynthia. Are you on the line? I am on the line. Good morning. Fantastic. Good morning. So I'm excited to welcome to the program Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey, and she's going to talk about Sharknado, the fourth Awakens that premieres on July 31st on Sci-Fi. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. So look at this kind of a, a difference for you, you know, being on the Housewives for so many different years and now with Sharknado. Is this, a, this is different for you, right? You know, um, being an actress is very different from um, being a reality star. It's two different things, two different movements. And, uh, um, you know, on our show, you know, we just be ourselves. You know, we just do what we do and we react how we would normally act. And I will say, you know, um, as a, as an actor, you know, it's a whole other thing. You have to become the character. You know, it's, it's a lot going on. Uh, I was excited for the opportunity and to, you know, be a part of this, uh, the platform. You know, I love acting, so I thought this was a, a fun opportunity. So your experience in acting before this, Cynthia, with, you know, being on The Real Housewives for so many years, did you, uh, were you an actor, an actress before uh, Real Housewives? You know what? I actually have done some dabbling in acting uh, before the show. Um, I actually was on a Cosby show, uh, you know, years ago as well. You know, only had like two, maybe a couple, two or three episodes I was on. Uh, I was a friend of one of the friends, one of the uh, cast, um, uh, one of the castmates on the show. Um, oh. And um, so that was cool. And I did some episodes, of, did an episode of Law and Order, you know. Little things here and there. Uh, my main focus was always modeling back then, but uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I've, I've dabbled. I've dabbled. I will say now I'm at a point where you know I'd like to seriously, um, you know, pursue pursue acting. Absolutely. So that experience definitely helped you with the Real Housewives for sure. Let's talk a little bit about Sharknado. Then maybe you can give us maybe a, a little hint of what we could expect or what's going to happen in the next season or any ideas of where, where it's gone, the real housewives. But let's go Sharknado, first of all. Uh, what is your role in this, and what are you, uh, what are you doing in the show? Uh, well, I play a gorgeous scientist. <laughs> okay. I play a scientist. My role is to help um, save the world. Um, there's a huge meat NATO headed, headed toward the planet to kill everyone, and myself, alongside Tommy Davidson and another actress, we have to mastermind the situation and and stop it. And, uh, you know, you have to see the movie, but I will say, I'll just put out there that I did not die in Sharknado. So, you know, that means <laughs> that means there's a possibility that I could be in Sharknado 5. Because <laughs> I don't think the Sharknados are going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. No, I think this is definitely fantastic. And think about uh, working with Tommy Davidson. Oh, my gosh. 
I got the chance to chat with him a couple months ago, man. He is so funny, and it's great to see him back rolling again because of just a, so I was such a huge fan of In Living Color and stuff. It must have been fun working with him. Oh, yeah. Tommy's hilarious. And, uh, we, you know, I just had a great time, like uh, Half Off, Tara Reed, Like, the whole cast was just really, really amazing. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of celebrity cameos. Um, none, none of the other people, none of the cameo people were there my day. So, um, I've, I've heard a lot of different names. I know one of my castmates, Kenya Moore, is also uh, also does a cameo in the movie as well. So you know, you get a couple housewives in there. So make sure you guys check it out. Oh, we we definitely were gonna we definitely will check it out for sure, and we'll try to get it out all over the place through syndication and through social media, Cynthia, just to get get that going. Now, how is it iron with coming up with this whole thing with Sharknado? What what a brand this is becoming, isn't it? Oh my God, it's it's crazy. Um, he was awesome to work with as well. He's 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 very serious. He's a very focused guy, you know. And um, you know, it, it was fun. It was fun hanging out with those guys all day. I mean, I, I just can't believe how uh, the Sharknado four. I remember seeing the first one, and of course, at that time, I never thought I would be in be in the Sharknado movie. So, um, you know, I'm excited. You know, I think you yeah, just go. You know, just go with it. Just go with life. See what happens. And I think, uh, you know, you never know. Like like I said, this could be the beginning of a very um, long acting Sharknado career for me. <laughs> oh, it's great. We just we don't you can't die, right? That's the big thing, right? <laughs> yeah, as long as I live, there's an opportunity I can come back. <laughs> so I just got to figure That's out. Sure. I just got to figure out how to stay alive. <laughs> And uh, well, that's great, and uh, for sure. And uh, uh, updates for us for any updates you can give us about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I know you're filming right now. Anything to the yeah. fans and how you've been excited about? Give us a little bit of an update. Yeah, well, you know what, we are currently filming Real Housewives of Atlanta right now. Uh, we are pretty much we usually come on in November. Um, the show. Uh, Wow, will be just as entertaining and dramatic as as always. Um, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of different things, uh, you know, career-wise and also personally on the show. And, um, you know, this is my seventh season. I think this is like season uh, eight or season nine, but uh, it's been this is my seventh. And, you know, you guys got to make sure you tune in. We won't disappoint. We are the number one show on Bravo. Well, congrats. That's That's got to be exciting for you, right? Especially with when you oh, yeah. started, you saw the other Real Housewives brands and w- w- ones that were really doing really well. And you guys came in and said, okay, we're going to take this role on now, right? And probably people didn't expect oh, it, yeah. right, compared to the other ones. Yeah, Atlanta took it over. Atlanta's like no other. Um, that's why we've consistently been number one. And, uh, you know, I just think there's something for everybody on, on Atlanta, on Atlanta. There's something about Atlanta. There's something about Atlanta. So I'm very excited. The ATL. To, you know, to be a part of oh. this for seven years. And the work out there for acting is huge in it, the ATL, isn't it? It's, there's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tons of television and film is um, being filmed in Atlanta. So, yes, uh, Atlanta's hot. Hot Atlanta is hotter than ever. Hotter than ever. Well, that, that's great for you because you have this, you have the Real Housewives, you have other things. Any other projects you can tell us about right now, Cynthia, or is that pretty much what's going on? No, no, no. Yeah. Of course, that's, that's never all of it. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, Sharknado. I have tons of other projects, but more importantly, uh, my Cynthia Bailey eyewear. 
Oh, hugely successful. Um, you can go to CynthiaBaileyIward.com. Uh, I'm actually, I just had a huge event in, in the Hamptons. I'm on my way back to the city now. Uh, also have wow. cargo by Cynthia Bailey. I'd say leather goods line, backpacks, clutches, phone cases, doing very well. Uh, my overall goal is to uh, build a Cynthia Bailey's fashion accessories empire. So I got hats coming, I got scarves coming, I got watches, you name it. I, the you plan see, is, yeah. is, you have to have a plan, yeah. is to be the, the queen of fashion accessories. So stay tuned. A lot of things. And, and, see, and see, Cynthia, it's because what you see is ultimately the real loyal fans are your fans on Bravo's Real Housewives of Atlanta. They love you, and you just keep connecting with them, and they want to support things you're doing. Right? That's the cool thing about yes, and I'm so being gr- on a show like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm really grateful for that. You know, I, I'm very real. Uh, I'm very transparent on the show, uh, very down to earth. And, uh, you know, my fans relate to me because everything, you know, a lot of things that I go through, you know, as a mother, as a wife, as a businesswoman, um, you know, as a friend, as a sister, as a, uh, a daughter of, you know, as my mom's daughter, you know, People go through real stuff, and I've always been very transparent about the real stuff that I go through, and uh, I think people can relate to that. Okay, so Sharknado, the fourth awakening, fantastic. Well, fantastic. The best place we can find information. Well, you already told their website. Give us your website one more time and social media. We can follow you. Okay, and for all things Cynthia Bailey, please follow me on social media. Cynthia Bailey ten, Cynthia Bailey one zero. Uh, Cynthia Bailey Eyewear, go to CynthiaBaileyEyewear.com, uh, Cynthia Bailey Bags and Leather Goods, go to Cargo by CB, Cargo by Cynthia, Cargo by, let me see, my bag line is Cargo by CynthiaBailey.com. Awesome. Great chatting with you. Thanks for coming on the show and take care. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cynthia. Bye-bye. You're looking, listening to the Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Jarrell, are you on the line? Jarrell, are you on the line? Yes, oh, sir. Awesome. I'm excited to welcome to program, program pro boxer Jarrell, big baby Miller. Jarrell, thanks for calling, and how are you? I'm good, man. Feeling great. God is good. And uh, I just ate a burger, so I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> well, you trained a lot before that, and you're eating a burger, and it's not even noon, Jarrell. So uh, you uh, definitely are a bigger boxer than some, especially in the heavyweight division, right? Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. I'm called, I'm called what you call a supersized athlete. I do extraordinary things. Yeah, so you started out as an American kickboxer. Tell me specifically, uh, is that when you started fighting was American kickboxing? Well, not exactly American kickboxing because you have three different styles of kickboxing. You have American kickboxing, you have Muay Thai, and you have a Dutch style of kickboxing. I started off doing Muay Thai first. And, um, you know, I ranked up as number one in New York State then became uh, number one in the country for about three years. You know, I racked up a record of 22-2 uh, with 10 knockouts. You know, I had two bad decisions against uh, legendary Merkel. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just said, you know, I had enough to kickboxing and focus all my energy and time on boxing. So, you know, um, I'm just a bad boy now in boxing. I'm ranked number eight in the world, and, you know, we're knocking on all bottoms. 
Well, I'm going to start following boxing more now because I interviewed you. You seem like a really great guy, and I hope that you bring boxing back to its heydays. You know, the days of Mike Tyson, the days of where really fights were really mean something. Only one fight a year means something anymore. But let's go right into, you know, when I was saying that, you need, you know, the history of boxing, a boxer exciting like yourself can probably bring back that excitement that's missing in the sport. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I mean, you got to think about it right now. There's no heavyweight doing what I'm doing right now. You got guys with these undefeated records, but they just not, you know, they're not, they're not exciting. You know, Deontay Wilder, you know, he's been champ for over a year now, and half of the, more than half the country don't even know who he is. You know what I mean? And I feel like even though he's getting knockouts, he's fighting, you know, not the most, uh, you know, the best of the best, but, you know, he's just not, he's not really the most exciting guy to watch. You know, he's real sloppy. He's not really technical. But when you watch me, you're going to get that, that reminder of uh, what boxing used to be back in the day. You're going to get a little bit of Ali. You're going to get a little bit of Tyson. You're going to get a little bit of Riddick Bowe. So, you know, I got a different kind of flavor when it comes when it comes to the fighting game, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely a crowd pleaser. It sounds like you're a historian, too. You're into the history of boxing, Jarrell. Am I correct? Looking back at the heyday yeah, yeah, of the great boxers. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, I mean I've been following the boxing from the beginning. You know, my favorite boxer, hands down, is Mike Tyson. But people ask yeah, me, me you know, who are your top, you know, top three, top five guys? And I'm like, you know, other than Mike, because, you know, I grew up in the Mike Tyson era. You know, Mike was the reason why I love boxing so much. But then when you go back to the history of it, you know, my next guy that comes up is uh, Jack Johnson, you know, the first black heavyweight champion in the world. You know, yeah. he was the original Mac Daddy of all Mac Daddies. You know what I mean? So you do a story of uh, Jack Johnson, you can you cannot but like that guy. You know, then, of course, Ali comes into play, you know, what he, his struggle is as, a, as, a, as an athlete in America at that time. You know, so um, a lot of great, great things come out of boxing if you, you study the history of heavyweight champions. And, um, you know, I'm just ready to follow those footsteps and do great things as well. Well, you have the, the charisma of George Foreman as well. So here, there you go, you know, and look at George <laughs> and what he's been able to do for this. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But, you know, George George was the most talkative guy when he was a professional boxer. He did it towards the end of his uh, his second second part of his boxing career, you know, when he come off the grill and doing the Burger King commercial and stuff like that. But, you know, um, I'm coming out the gates popping shit from the beginning. <laughs> exactly. You said you're ranked, you said seventh in the world right now, Jarrell? I'm eight, nine, and ten by three sanctioned and body. So I'm ranked number eight in the world right now. In the world, what what do you need to do? Just keep beat, knocking people out and winning, right? To get to that, yeah. to get a title, right? Yeah, boxing is a real simple sport. You know, it's, it's real simple. You keep winning, you keep rising, you keep beating other contenders, and you're gonna get a title shot. The thing that makes it difficult is the people that's in between it. You know, other promoters, other managers, people in in, in the game are trying to sucker fighters. Those are the people that make boxing hard. Well, boxing is a simple sport. You beat people up, you win, you keep moving up the rankings. You know, so that's the main goal: is beat people up, knock them out, move up the rankings. And what's difficult now is who is the champion in your division right now, heavyweight? Well, you know, there was Vladimir Krishko. You know, from the time I was 14 years old, my eyesight was always on Vladimir Krishko. I want to knock him out. So, you know, from the time he just lost the belt earlier this year to uh, Tyson Fury, that kind of like, you know, diminished. I still want to knock him out. But, you know, Tyson Fury has a belt. Uh, uh, Deontay Wilder has a belt. Um, Joshua Anthony now has a belt. So, you know, the belts kind of got scattered when Vladimir has, uh, had lost. So, you know, my goal is to be the undisputed champion. These guys don't want to fight other champions right now. They're trying to keep one belt for themselves and make some money and stay happy. And my goal is to have all the belts, fight every last one of those suckers and punch their lights out. 
Well, I'm going to be rooting for you for sure. And you really are looking at all these things and saying uh, somebody that's interesting. I'm sure when you're at weigh-ins, it's funny too, right? You keep it oh, funny and, oh, and, and also serious. Man, oh yeah, man, I do a lot of crazy stuff doing weigh-ins. You know, um, I remember back in the day uh, when I was doing K1, I, I wore a diaper to the weigh-in, you know, because big baby's here, you know. So um, that was kind of funny. But, you know, we, we, we do funny stuff. But at the end of the day, when it comes to that ring, and all jokes aside, you know, it was man-to-man, and uh, I'm coming out on top. So what's your ne- ne- next fight, uh, Jarrell? Do you have a scheduled fight coming up? Yeah, my next one is going to be August 19th, uh, main event on Showbox Showtime, and I'm fighting against a guy named Fred is Dead Cassie. So it's going to go down. He's a tough, what a, what a, uh, tough opponent, and uh, it's going to be a good fight, and I'm going to put his lights out. Well, and then if you win that, then is what is he ranked, by the way, Jarrell? Well, first of all, if you ever want to do an interview with Big Big, never say if you win. You say when you win. When you win. I win. I'm probably one of the biggest guys. Oh, by the way, Jarrell, I'm six foot ten, former pro wrestler. So we would have a nice oh. little stare down. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, you'd be staring down at me if you're six ten. I'm about to hit you with a low blow. <laughs> yeah, but what is but, uh, it? He, so if you, yeah, yeah. So um, rank number eight, beating him would definitely put me in the top five in the world. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for that. I'm going to make sure once it gets close to that, we'll rerun the interview again when it comes to showtime when that happens, so we can promote the fight and promote our interview for sure, and maybe even have you back on the line again to talk about it after you win. I said after yes, this I'm, time. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. would you say now? Who now? In the boxing game right now, who do you think are the big people that you say to yourself, not in the heavyweight game, but in other other divisions, would you say these guys are the ones that are carrying boxing right now to keep it going? Um, we, I mean, hmm, Triple G from uh, the Ukrainian guy who signed with Pitchco Promotions, uh, you know, Canelo, um, you know, uh, Adrian Broner, um, I mean, those are like some of the the, the, ma- the major names right now that you know they're constantly in the tabloids, they're, they're you know constantly um in the papers. You know, I just feel Adrian Broner is doing a little too much right now. I mean, giving himself bad publicity, but um, you know, Manny Pacquiao, he's about to make another comeback fight again. Um, I mean, those are really Rigondeaux, you know, the Cuban guy. You know, he's not they're not giving him much respect that he deserved. But I mean, those are the smaller guys right now, really carrying carrying boxing right now to the truth, especially in, um in America and around the world, you know. Um, the heavyweight division is definitely making some noise, but there's no really standout guy right now that's doing it, you know, like, you know, and I'm still at that point where I gotta, I'm about to kick down the door, you know. So um, I'm just definitely trying to capture the media in, in my country first in America, and then uh, we make it real global, you know. So we're starting off right here first at home base, and then uh, there's going to be a worldwide uh, takeover. Well, I think you're going to do really well. Where's the best place we can find information on you? Follow you on Twitter and stuff. Jarrell, where are the best oh, yeah, places? Yeah. Social media, website, all that. Yeah, best thing, man, is go on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the same thing. Big Baby Miller. B-I-G-B-A-B-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R. You find me, DM me, send me messages, I write back. So, hey, man, I'm right there to be contact, man. I, and I, I know I love all the followers, all the friends and fans. You know, so I'm, I'm definitely here. Get ready for the social media blitz when it goes out in syndication, and then we'll make sure we re-air it and remind me uh, coming up to the fight again. The fight is what date is the fight in, on Showtime? August, August 19th, so it's about 9 p.m. 
All right, August 19th, 9 p.m. showtime. Pro boxer Jarrell Big Baby Miller, good luck. You're going to win, and you're going to be the champ someday, and then you'll come on my show again, and maybe I'll have to come out to New York City or wherever you're at and do a a one-to-one interview with you with the belt, okay? Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, good talking, Jarrell. Take care. Good day. All right, see you, bud. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back. And everyone, and welcome to Total Celebrity Show. You can check me out on Twitter at Total Tutor, Neil S. Haley, Facebook, LinkedIn, Neil Haley, Instagram, Total Tutor, Pinterest, Neil Haley, Google Plus, also on Periscope at Total Tutor. And I'm excited to welcome the program. I think we do have Meg on the line. One second, we'll just see. We do have Meg on the line. Yes, I'm here. Excited to welcome the program, Meg from Ladies Home Journal. Meg, thanks for calling. And how how are things going with you? Great, thanks. I'm happy to be here, Neil. I'm excited to talk to you about this again, the latest issue of Ladies Home Journal. Uh, tell us specifically who's on the cover, and we'll chat about that and some of the other things that'll be in the in this uh, in this issue. Yes, well, this was um, this was our first cover, and that that I did, and we put Maya Rudolph on the cover, and she's interviewed by her friend Kristen Wiig. Of course, everybody knows them as the dynamic duo from Saturday Night Live, and of course, the yes. movie Bridesmaids, one of my personal favorites. And Me too. Uh, we were really happy to have her representing us. Interesting, and, and she's our kind of lady. I know. Yeah, and I know Ladies Home Journal in the way when I used to, like, be a magazine merchandiser. is one of my first college jobs, and I remember always Ladies Home Journal. But you guys have rebranded yourself and changed in ways in the years, haven't you? We have, yes. And, again, I said this is my, this was my first um, time working on the magazine. So I think we brought, um, we brought a new flavor, and, you know, that, that's what happens when editors come in and, you know, everybody's got big ideas, and what is what is Ladies Home Journal? And of course, it's a it's a heritage magazine. You know, started publication in 1883. So I, I felt I had, uh, you know, quite quite very big shoes to fill here. <laughs> Definitely big shoes to fill. And what should we expect? I guess from that interview, Kristen and Maya, some really interesting things uh, of the topics will be covered in that in that issue, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, the two of them are close friends and we knew we wanted to be like a fly on the wall. Like what would it what would it be like if you yeah. were to sit down with Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig? And so we kind of let them have the conversation between, you know, with each other. And so we, we, you kind of get a fly on the wall perspective, you know, as if you were sitting in the room with them. And so you really get to see how they interact and what their relationship is like. And of course, it's zany and funny and not so different uh, from what you see with their characters on TV and in the and in the movies. So you were there during the interview when they were. No, doing I was that, not. Or? I was not there. To, I was not there during the interview. No. Okay. Um, she so, had one yeah. of our editors, Diane. She uh, she moderated the interview. Well, you know, you could just think about it. Just imagine if you guys would have done Facebook Live on Ladies Home Journal. How popular oh, that my whole yeah. process, process. It's know. amazing. How things are changing, and like like this interview will go out in video, will go out in radio, to go out in, on on syndication everywhere, and it's just so awesome mm-hmm. that you can just get it and spread it out and stuff. Well, some other cool features of this article, but again, people are going to learn more about the whole situation with Ghostbusters to all the different things, oh, yeah. and so it's going to be really a, quite interesting for sure. Did uh, Maya and Kristen share some stuff specifically about? Uh, understanding about the history of Ladies Home Journal in their interview at all, or bringing those little tidbits up, of well, being part of this. Well, I thought it was pretty fun. 
funny that um, Kristen Wiig started off her interview with Maya by asking, are we ladies? And they were <laughs> kind of explored the idea of whether they were ladies or not. Of course, we, we think that they're ladies. They're our kind of ladies. Exactly. So people definitely have to check that out for sure. Uh, but uh, other interesting articles, I, I like the other one that's uh, Megan Kelly's Rules for Success. I have a story for you, Meg. I thought I was going to one time when during the Chicago teacher strike, I was supposed to be interviewed by Megan Kelly before she had her own show, meaning on Fox, like uh, during the day. Mm-hmm. And I, and I yep. got cut in the last minute. So I always will remember that when I finally get my chance to interview Megyn Kelly. I know it will happen someday with the top celebrities that I interview, but I, I, I couldn't uh, – she's just unbelievable and how she is just literally changing the spectrum with stuff of Fox and then going to yeah. Fox, not just news, yeah. but Fox. She looks like she could be the next Barbara Walters if she keeps trying going the route she's going, uh, I think. Absolutely. And I will tell you that that was one of my favorite interviews that I have ever done. I just, um, she had, she hadn't, um, she knew what we were going to talk about. Uh, she knew she wanted, uh, she knew that we wanted to ask her, you know, how she became successful and tell us the things that she learned on her way up the ladder and tips that she might have for, for people who are still making the climb. And she was just a pleasure to, to talk to. She just spoke completely off the cuff and from her heart. And she is so down to earth, you know, she, she's, she's sure she's a huge celebrity watched by millions of people, but I think anybody could sit down and have, have a conversation with Megyn Kelly. So you were part of that one for sure. Were, were Mm -hmm. you? Yeah, I did did that interview. Mm Mm-hmm. So what, yeah, what a great she, gig, right? What a, what a great yeah. gig you have, right? Getting to interview these it was, major, major It was people. so much yeah. fun putting, putting this issue together. You know, we really wanted to find women who were inspiring, um, you know, women who were doing different things with their lives, you know, women choose yes. so many different paths in life, and that's all okay, and we wanted to celebrate that. And I think Megan Kelly's a a definite great role model for women, especially still uh, with children working full time. And she goes live every night. You see the the other hosts, they don't go live. She does it live. And it really pays off for her as well. Yes, but she clearly has it together. And she, she goes through and tells us, you know, all the different things that she's learned on the way to make that possible. You know, we asked her, you know, don't you get nervous? And, and what do you do if you feel nervous? And she was very candid and very open about talking about her experience and how it wasn't always easy for her and how she was able to um, get beyond that and to get to the next level. And it's not easy. It's not easy pulling yourself all the way up. You know, she started from scratch just like everybody else. And, uh, yeah, she, she's a great role model. Absolutely. And would you, so Meg, how many people have you interviewed that are celebrities in your career, especially starting with the magazine and this issue? Have you had other uh, interesting celebrity interviews? I'm always interested in talking about it. Like I had Jesse, the body Ventura. I just governor Jesse Ventura on my show today. And I have just variety. I've had Ken Jong. I've had a lot, very, very interesting people throughout, but who, who would you say is your list before? Well, from this, yeah. Oh, from before Ladies Home Journal. Um, yeah. Well, I also work for a magazine called The Advocate. So we do mostly um, LGBT news. Um, and before that, I was a managing editor for Black Book Magazine. And that is much more um, artsy, celebrity, celebrity driven. So, you know, I did 
Diane von Furstenberg. I did Baha Hadid, which was one of the best interviews I had uh, up until Megyn Kelly. And I'm so glad I had that experience, especially since she uh, passed away so untimely just a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think that people have to understand listening to the show that celebrities, you, you might be intimidated by what you see in the media, but when you firsthand finally meet them in person and mm-hmm. they know that you're interviewing them and you really care about their story, they're very easy to work with. It's more yeah, about well, when they Yeah, well, we also interviewed uh, Martha Stewart for this issue. Yeah, I so saw that. Was that. Fun. that was a fun one, too. So I, I went to her office and... You know, she very gingerly let us borrow her grandfather's pocket watch, which I know was a is a personal treasure of hers. And of course, I was terrified, <laughs> making sure nobody dropped it, making sure you know there weren't any accidents while it was being photographed. Um, but she was a pleasure to talk to you as well. Well, you're gonna have some fun, right? First issue, and you have Martha Stewart and Megyn Kelly. What a what a what, yeah. a, what an interesting uh, types of things you're gonna be doing for sure. Yeah, my uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. The the very very perfect world of Lisa Vanderpump. Tell us about that. That's that, right. Lisa, uh, Real Housewives. Uh, Beverly Hills, well, right? I, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm a big Housewives fan, and um, Beverly Hills was on at the time we were putting this issue together. So um, when I had spoken to her for this interview, it was actually right before the uh, the final reunion that they have at the end of the show. So I wasn't even sure how it was all going to end. So that was a lot of fun. She's, you know, she's very open and she was happy to share. And she, she gave us like every tip in her book, very willingly and opened up her house to us. We went in, we shot all of the, all of the pictures there at her gorgeous Beverly Hills mansion. And, uh, you know, a lot of her tips, even though she's clearly well healed uh, in more ways than one, um, a lot of her tips are things that anybody can use when they're entertaining outdoors, you know, very simple things like putting berries in a glass of wine, um, you know, just to kind of class things up a bit, you know, instead of just throwing burgers and dogs on the grill, you know, here are some uh, very simple ways to turn your backyard barbecue into something a little fancy. Absolutely. And then you jump from there and and talk about uh, what's in your wallet by Sue's arm. And and again, that's, she is so great at really telling Uh, it like it is. Yeah. Yes, she she was a lot of fun. It was really interesting because um, I was asking her about her wallet, but of course it turned into an interview uh, that you don't see printed here, um, but it also turned into an interview about what's in my wallet. So she was, she was great. She was a lot of fun to talk to. But and she, then last she was thing, very open. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, oh, yeah. She, and she, again, another successful woman who is uh, – really uh, use television in the way, but continues to bring that brand to everyone. And I think that the thing I, when I get to watch her on television, I see literally she'll tell it like it is. She's not afraid to say, by the way, you better get your act together. And I think that's the exactly. zone that's special about it. Exactly. And I think she's going to be working with, um, armed, with the armed forces. That's going to be her next move. She was telling me a little bit about that during our interview. She's going to be helping uh, military families with their uh, financial planning, which I thought was great. She's she's a, she's awesome. a really original woman. Amazing so this, woman. this magazine's uh, got some really interesting articles to say, Lisa, and last, can this relationship be saved? So you've hit a lot of celebrity stuff, and then you hit something that always people have this conversation about when something could end, right? Regardless. Yes, of well. 
this was Ladies Home Journal's uh, longest-running column with Can This Marriage Be Safe? And I was a little nervous to change it around, but I really feel like, you know, in conversations with my sisters, with my friends, with my mother, um, there are all these other relationships in women's lives um, that we talk about. And it's not something that somebody would go see a therapist for, per se. It might be a problem with a coworker or with your sister uh, or with your mother-in-law. You know, some of these really sensitive topics, and, and they can really wreak havoc on your life. So we thought... Why don't we expand the idea of can this marriage be saved to other relationships and let's get a therapist to weigh in on the problem to kind of help you navigate through this. So in this, in this situation, um, the issue was between two sisters and uh, one of the sisters is upset because her sister doesn't take care of herself. Um, oh. She has poor health. She doesn't eat well and how that has affected all of the relationships in the family. So you'll have to read it to see what the advice is. But, um, but we plan to continue to do some work to explore these relationships um, out, you know, besides marriage. We'll probably include some marriage as well. Um, but the, the relationships that matter most to women. So the issues for Ladies Home Journal, are they quarterly or, are they month, or how, how do the issues go for Ladies Home Journal? Well, to kick things off, we did this summer 2016 uh, issue. And... Um, I believe we're going to be looking at possibly a December or January issue next, and we're hoping to go quarterly after that. Oh, wow. Okay. So definitely the new editor is seeing the the changes in the magazine, but I think it's really important because you want to take the history of this magazine and then put celebrity and real-life conversations that really speak to all women. I think that was so much needed. I'm so glad to get the chance to chat with you. Thank you so much. Maybe in the winter. My winter in addition, you're welcome to come back to the winter edition for sure to come and talk about that Thank as well. Uh, I'd love to. And it was a lot of fun. Where can we find information on you? Do you have a Twitter and stuff that people can follow you and see what you're chatting about? Yeah. Or is it best to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, at Meg Thoman. Okay, awesome. I'll follow you on Twitter. Okay. We'll be tweeting you out everywhere. Yeah, Trust me, too. be ready when it goes out in the syndication. And then oh, Ladies boy. Home Journal's Twitter. <laughs> And for people Thank following so Ladies much. Home Journal, what is the Twitter account for Ladies Home Journal? They, I believe it's at LHJ, but I believe it's under construction at the moment. So I'm going to work on getting that off the ground. So that's our next phase. Oh, wow. You're really uh, being uh, doing some interesting moving and shaking. And I can't wait to hear who the next uh, celebrity guests and different articles for the next uh, edition, but I really think it's going to bring a lot of fun. And then once it goes from the quarter changing up different seasons to really bringing this magazine back to where it needs to go in its history. So I yeah, appreciate Yeah, we really you wanted thank- to thank you so much, Neil. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, no, bye-bye. Bye-bye and oh. take care. And uh, it was a fun combo. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're bye-bye welcome. now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Celebrity Show. We'll be Israel, you're on the line. Hey, you, Israel, hello? are you on the line? Israel, are you on the line? I am on the line. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello, yes, hello, hello. I, I, I hear you perfectly, man. So I'm excited to welcome to program NFL star Israel Idonage of Athleta Comics. Israel, thanks for calling Entrepreneur and everything. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Oh, my good day. Thanks for having me. It's uh, It's an honor. Thank you. 
Oh, yeah. I'm excited to chat with you. Now, tell me specifically, life after football, why did you do this? After you retire, you know, you're putting yourself as an entrepreneur. You know, an entrepreneur puts on a lot of hours. What made you want to do this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I I enjoy the the journey of taking something from, you know, inception and building it into something of, of some substance. And uh, that's the life of the entrepreneur. I mean, and it's it's challenging, it's hard, but at the end of the day, it's it's extremely rewarding to see the growth and development from from seed to execution of of some of these ideas. Athletic Comics was one of them, and just the traction that we've had, the growth, the the, the development of our team, it's been fantastic. So uh, that that's really the journey is what it's all about. What made it be comics? Comics? Were you a huge fan of comics growing up? I was, you know. Um, my parents are, are very uh, academic, and in our house growing up, we had to read. We had to read an hour every day, and okay. um, you know, comics was my thing. I, I I did not love reading, and I was fortunate that 13, someone dropped off a bunch of uh, Green Hornet comics at my house, so I started I started reading those as as a part of my mandatory reading in our in our in our household. And uh, then 2007, when I wanted to create the story called The Protectors. There was no better way for me that I thought uh, to do it through a comic platform, and uh, that's how uh, this journey began. Okay, so let's talk about the protectors. And again, this is an NFLPA licensed product. Tell us about the protectors. So the protectors is the origin story of the athletes in our world today. And in the story, all these athletes in, in our modern time, their ability in sport is actually a byproduct of a greater gift that they have within them that they don't know they have. So one of the main characters unlocks Isaac Chike, who's a, a football player. He plays for the Chicago Blaze. And uh, okay. he lets him know that at the end of the day, you know, uh, you're more than just an athlete. Israel, we all know Hello? that's important. Yep. Yeah, we all know that's important, Israel. We know the fact that uh, athletes are more than just people on the field to win the role model right. portion of it, the way you really right. are on and off the field, such an important thing, how you conduct yourself. Oh, thank you. Yes. Do you agree with that with the, with the, with the comic for the players? That they have to, they yeah, have to and see then, that role. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I thought it was a unique way and an interesting way to, to, to tell that story of use your gift, use your ability, use your platform to do, to do good. And in the story, they're, 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 they're fighting to save humanity and the human race. But uh, there's parallels to that as far as the world we live in in actuality, all these athletes and entertainers, what, what are you doing to use your platform to make our world a little bit better? Exactly. And once you finally, your comic came out, The Protectors, I guess that made you so excited, right? Anytime oh, you share man. with people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been extremely exciting. And the, the, the whole you know, journey itself, the focus was just to hold you know, one issue in my hand and to, to say, hey, I, I, I sat down over three weeks in training camp in Bourbonnet with the Bears, and I created this idea. Now that has, now that has you know, legs, and it's, it's something special. And you know, now we're working on, on our sixth issue. And um, it's, it's been a, 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 an incredible journey and, and just a lot of fun. Who else are you working with? Other athletes are you working with as well, Israel, about the, the, the projects and stuff, especially with the NFL and some of the ideas of characters and things? Yeah, I mean, uh, for the most part, with the our license with the NFLPA, they've been fantastic partners. So I got to send them some love. We have a division in the in the story called Sports Heroes. So we'll be taking 
actual NFL players and turning their life story and the messaging of their life story of their challenges into actual uh, in, into actual comics into into uh, just single issues that'll that allow their fans and and their wow. their followers to uh, to hear their story as as from their perspective and their words and the lessons that they've learned on their journey. So that's an exciting uh, part of the company that we're looking forward to, to unveiling very soon. I tell you, that's uh, that's got to be awesome. It's got to be great, especially the players become their own comic book hero. That, I mean, right. I'm sure exactly. you could go tell these players when you go to the locker rooms and say, man, I can create somebody like, let's say, uh, you know, um, one, that's a superhero in its mi- mindset. Now you could be a comic book. <laughs> exactly. Tell Cam Newton, tell Cam Newton, now you can really put on... <laughs> Yeah. Well, your, uh, <laughs> well Cam's already your... Cam's already a hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you're looking at some of the other athletes that are sometimes that you're going to highlight that aren't always seen on the like especially right. in your position that you know we see you with a helmet on but we don't know who you really are and that's what this yeah, is I mean, about too. Yeah. One one hundred percent. And it comes down to you know we want to tell great stories. So you know guys out there. And believe me, there are a lot of guys who've overcome some challenges that we may never know about. So it gives them an opportunity to tell their story. And, and yeah, we, we know how great they are on the field. But, you know, to give us some details really about the lessons that have been learned from where they started to where they are today in the NFL, in the NBA, you know, throughout hockey, baseball. That's what, at the essence, that Athletic Comics as, as, a, as a company we're looking to do, tell great stories and 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 connect fans and readers with uh, with that with that messaging and with those stories so israel where are you going to be uh, i understand that as i saw i got the press release you'll be going some places to promote the comics correct where are you going to be going next to do, to well do right now i'm in san diego i'm at i'm at san diego at uh the comic-con you know it's the it's incredible here we have a uh, we're at booth 4136 with indican films and um, yeah, we're just here. I'm actually um, I got future Hall of Famer Simeon Rice, you know, uh, at our booth hanging out with us for the weekend. So it's just, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a ton of people just come by to 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 you know take video games and 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 talk comics. So it's been great, and we'll be doing things like that throughout uh, throughout the year. Just going uh, to the cons and and connecting with fans and and kind of just introducing them to uh, to what we're doing in the sports space and 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 uh, in other areas that we're involved. Fantastic. Best place we can find information on your your business, yourself, and all that. Where can we go? Yeah, if, uh, just to learn more about Athleta, you can go to athleticomics.com, and uh, you can see really the whole universe of all the things that we're doing. And uh, for some of the stuff that I'm involved in, you can go to Team IIF and uh, TeamIIF.org, and uh, you can catch up on, on everything that we're doing on, on the community as well. And they're all connected. At the end of the day, we're trying to connect everything, you know, and, and team is important because the work that we're doing in the community is impossible without the, the team, without the people involved. And that follows also with the business. So if you're interested in being involved on any level, if you're a writer, if you're a creator, if you want to, you know, mentor kids and have a platform that you want to share, reach out to us. And uh, we'd love to uh, have you as a part of our team. How about social media wise? What's the best place to oh, follow man, you um, Israel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh Twitter, it's 
I-I-D-O-N-I-J-E. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I've been fighting Snapchat and uh, Periscope and all that other stuff. I've refused to download it. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to uh, hold up. But on all the other stuff, it's uh, at I Adana J. Uh, you can uh, you can follow us and, and uh, let us know your thoughts. If you picked up our book, definitely uh, shout me out and, and let me know what you think. And you know we'd love to connect with you. Well, I'd love to have you on anytime you're trying to promote new comics that are coming out. Let's stay in touch, man. Anytime you're welcome. If you're ever in Pittsburgh, let's hang out sometime for sure. Oh. And, uh, and uh, you're doing you're doing great things, man. And I love the idea about role models. Uh, as an edu- oh. as an educator myself, owning my own tutoring consulting company, former teacher, I see the importance of it. I have five kids of my own. Of creating good role models for kids. We need them today more than ever, Israel. So thanks for calling yeah. in and take care. Hey, thank you so much for uh, for for allowing us to to chat and, and kind of share our story and what we're doing. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Well, get ready. I'm gonna do a huge social media blitz on you. Uh, my team <laughs> will, and be ready. Be ready. Your Twitter's gonna be banging the next couple of weeks and all these other things. And we're gonna get you on every platform we can. Okay. Oh, man. Amazing. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Israel. See you later. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.